0: Six Canadian provinces have decided to raise minimum wage, but Alberta is not one of them. Albertans are struggling, and wages are not keeping up with the rising cost of living. So why has the minimum wage in our province uh, now going to be falling behind? Why is it falling behind the rest of the country? Joining us to discuss the economics of minimum wages, Moshe Lander, professor of economics at Concordia University. Welcome back to the program, Moshe. Good morning. Let's talk about, we're going to get to the Alberta, uh, you know, the fact that Alberta is being a standout in a second. But what impact will a minimum wage increase have in
1: those six provinces that are going for it? You would think it would be a good one. Uh, But generally speaking, I I feel that minimum wages uh, actually do more harm than good. It's good news for the people that get it. Uh, but everybody else around them is going to suffer as a result. And and the amount of suffering that goes on is greater than the amount of benefit that those receiving it get.
0: Interesting. So uh, before we get into some of the reasons, uh, you know, for it being, you know, a negative in in your uh, view, the rationale behind uh, not increasing the minimum wage in Alberta, do you agree with that move?
1: I do. Uh, I, I don't necessarily agree with the political decision behind not increasing it. But from an economic standpoint, yeah, the, the move to not increase minimum wage is is a sound one.
0: I was saying uh, we spoke with Shea Gannon. He's going to be uh, tackling the topic on his show just after 9 o'clock as well, a different angle. and. For for me, um, hearing Shea, who say he broke down the numbers of of a, of a business with perhaps ten employees, raising it to two dollars seventy cents an hour uh, to up to seventeen seventy, for example, if it happened in our province, uh, would be about eight thousand dollars more for a business owner with ten employees. And I was saying, I can't imagine already being up against it um, that that could force a closure.
1: And that's exactly it, right? So if you look at the number of businesses that are out there that have been screaming for uh, the need for help, right, help wanted signs, you know, left and right everywhere that you go, uh, you're now telling these businesses that they are going to have to pay more if they realized that the issue of not being able to find people was merely just an issue of not paying them enough, they would have paid them more on their own. Mm. So it's got to be something more than just a matter of, I can't find people because I'm not paying them enough. So when you're forcing this cost on businesses, and that's not the reason why you have these labor shortages going on, uh, then all you're doing is just sticking them with the cost. So it's an easy position for a government to take, saying we've dealt with the problem and then transferred the cost onto businesses who are probably going to respond by laying off people, cutting back hours, closing uh more frequently or, or earlier or opening later as a way to try and skirt having to take on these extra costs
0: At one angle Moshe, and i want to get your thoughts on this and, and uh, you know if you believe this to be true one angle that a texter sent us was saying that if you increase the minimum wage for those minimum wage earners you have to increase the wages of those above minimum wage as as a result like a domino effect
1: yeah, it, it's true, right? Um, maybe not when you get to the higher end of the income distribution scale, but certainly in that next tier, somebody's going to say, wait a second, I'm twice as productive as that person that's getting minimum wage. If you're increasing them by a dollar or $2 an hour, then I need at least $1, $2 an hour, and maybe even more because I'm more productive than that person. And so, yeah, it, it can have an effect where – uh, it, it starts to work its way up through the distribution. There's a point, though, where people on on fixed salaries might not start looking at minimum wage and, and demanding adjustments to theirs. But uh, this is exactly what the Bank of Canada cautioned about over a year ago, which was if the attempt to try and make up for all of this inflation is to try and get yours by getting higher wages... Uh, it's not going to work because it itself will become inflationary and trigger another interest rate hike by the Bank of Canada.
0: Moshe Lander, professor of economics at Concordia University, yeah, that connection between minimum wage and potential interest rate hikes, the timing, and the fact that we, you know, could see that hike, we have not ruled it out. Um, is there is is there a direct correlation, though?
1: No, um, I, I mean, don't forget that these these decisions to put minimum wage increases took place months. Ago, right? So it, it's not that they knew what the economy was going to be like at this particular moment. So, as we're heading into a recession, as we're dealing with 25 year interest rate highs, uh, you know, it, when you put that legislation in place, I don't think that that was at the front of their mind. But the problem, of course, now is that. When you get to this point, you can't say, well, we're going to delay this for three months. Now is not the right time. People who were expecting that increased minimum wage are going to say, wait a second, this is exactly the right time. This is exactly why we need it. And like I said at the outset, their benefit is understood. I don't have a problem with them getting something. Uh, It's everybody around them who's saying, wait a second, your gain is our loss and we're losing more than you're gaining.
0: Interesting. Uh, another uh, thought that came from the text line was, I was mentioning that my first job I worked at a pizza place. I made $3.40 an hour back in 1988. And I threw out there that, oh, maybe $15, maybe is seventeen seventy is the equivalent of $3.40 back in 1988. I, I did a quick calculation. It looks like the dollars from 88 would be about two-and-a-half time increase. So it would be closer to nine fifty, less than $10 an hour. Uh, so that is interesting to me that it does not match the rate of inflation from 30 years ago
1: yeah I, I mean when you're converting into current dollars you you're also missing out that the economy is very different now than it was in 1988 i i was starting out around the same time as well making soft ice cream in london ontario uh earning about 375 an hour so uh you know the the life that we had then the the Uh, world that we lived in was was radically different uh you know we're talking pre-internet pre-email uh technology was albums and and cassettes right so it's hard to kind of just transfer the dollar amount and say well that would be the equivalent um it's just it's a different world and we can see it in something as basic as the housing market it's very different now than when you and i might have been putting away a little bit of money for a down payment on a future home
0: we're comparing the minimum wage, uh, you know, province to province, Moshe. But it, at the same time, can we compare our minimum wage and the structure as a nation to other nations and and how they pay their minimum minimum wage workers?
1: No, and I I don't even think that the province-to-province comparison is valid, right? Even here in Alberta, there's a very big difference between living in, say, Edmonton and Calgary than living in rural Alberta. So when the minimum wage moves, it moves for everybody in the province, uh, and that's going to affect people radically different between, say, rural Alberta and urban Alberta. And so even when you start comparing across provinces, uh, there's a big difference between what the minimum wage is trying to live in Toronto and trying to live in... In say, Regina. So uh, if you then try to cross borders and say, well, how does it compare? Again, it's a fundamental difference because the the way that their population is distributed, the way that their taxes are collected, the benefits that they receive, it's all so different. So even making that comparison by just converting using an exchange rate is, is totally going to miss it.
0: Interesting conversation. Thanks again for your time, Moshe. We appreciate it. Anytime. Moshe Lander, economics professor from Concordia University.